Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. You better believe it, girlfriend. And we are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not attacking American drones. But guess what? Vladimir Putin is... And our top general says he doesn't know why. You gotta do better than that. We will explain why incompetence like this has led to a war on people who don't want to finance endless wars. We'll have help doing that from Kennedy, the human highlight reel, the host of Kennedy on Fox Business. Plus, check this one out. Kamala Harris's husband, Doug Emhoff, out there doing like a goodwill tour right now, says parents that are speaking out against transitioning young children are equivalent to the hatred shown in Nazi Germany. This guy's a serious ass. I mean, come on. You don't expect smart statements from the guy who married Kamala Harris. But, dude. What the hell were you thinking? We'll try to figure it out at 888-788-9910, a show where everyone is welcome. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are. Doesn't matter. The only thing we say, you could be a Republican, you could be a Democrat, just don't be a <laughs> Happy Thursday, everybody. My goodness gracious. Uh, we had a good night on Waters World last night. I'm on with Sean Hannity tonight. And uh, if you've been supportive of me and you watch the Fail-O-Vision, thank you. It's great. I need the ratings. A man of my talent, a man of my limited intellect. And a lot of times I make fun of myself. You know, I'm self-deprecating. Ah, Jimmy's so fat. You know what I mean? Dude can't stop. <laughs> he can't stop eating that Jimmy Fail, you know? You're killing yourself the way you eat. You're all fat. F- look at you. But I do. I make fun of myself a lot. You know, I always make fun of my, you know intelligence level. Hey, I went to community college. I'm not that smart. You know, I drove a cab. But I often preface my analysis with stuff like that so you understand, okay, where I'm coming at this from. I'm coming at this from a very basic level of understanding, and it oftentimes horrifies me when someone with my basic level of understanding sees such glaring incompetence on the part of the leaders in this country. And to be clear, just so you understand how base level I am, uh, I, this is so embarrassing. I lost both of the keys to my Bronco. I cannot drive my Bronco right now. Can't get in it. You know the key fob thing? I cannot drive this car because both of my keys are gone. What would you do with a brain if you had one? I'm not sure. Okay, Jenny's tearing about the tearing up the house. I can't find the keys. But again, me not having an explanation for where my car keys went is all right. It's not the proudest moment in my life. But as I'm going through this, trying to find ways for myself to feel better about my own intelligence, you know, because <laughs> you get to this point where you're like, you, you don't want to own how stupid you are, you know? I'm like, Jenny, you must have moved him. Come on, Jack. She moved him. I know she moved him. That's what... <clears throat> No, I probably, like, put him somewhere else. I came home exhausted from, like, an 18-hour day and just forgot where I put him. It happens. What are you going to do? But as I'm sitting there trying to make myself feel better, I can't come up with a reason. I don't have one. But the TV's playing in the living room. And I hear our top general, Millie, is on TV telling reporters with a straight face he doesn't know why Russia attacked 
one of our drones. We have people in Washington that don't know what they're doing. And for a minute, I started to feel better. I'm like, well, at least I'm not as dumb as this guy. But then I started to feel worse because I care about the country. And if our top general with a straight face, there's one of two scenarios. If he doesn't know why Russia is taunting our drones over international water, he would be an idiot because, hello, we're funding a proxy war against Russia. Tell him like it is. Okay, but two, if he's really just trying to project stupidity on the world stage, what he's ultimately projecting on the world stage to people like Vladimir Putin who already feel emboldened by the lack of American might we have demonstrated, what he's ultimately showing the world is weakness. Bingo. Okay, understand, the reason we're in Ukraine with all the money in the world, the banks are failing, who cares? Money to Ukraine. The border's out of control, money to Ukraine. Okay, your stock market portfolio has lost 30% of its value. We're currently fortifying the pension system in Ukraine. Welcome to the Biden administration, home to the new slogan, America last. And on some level, okay, you understand, we're not anti-Ukraine. We don't want bad things to happen to these people. But at a time when there are so many problems here, the fact that we're not doing more to bring peace to Ukraine concerns us. Doesn't make us pro-Putin. It makes us anti-war. You know what else it makes us? It makes us not that confident in the people running this country right now. I think he's got a point. Are you going to tell me that after what we witnessed in Afghanistan, which was our military leaders assuring us, assuring us, the Afghan army couldn't possibly collapse, couldn't happen. That is a fact check false. Okay, and the same day they were telling us it couldn't collapse, it was collapsing. Okay, it collapsed. They lost operational control of that country within 48 hours of telling us it was never going to happen in a million years. Lo and behold, we had already pulled out our troops ahead of our civilians. That's stupid. Use your common sense. So maybe the idea of spending our way into World War III with these people in charge of it. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's not the best idea. Okay, maybe that's where we voice a little hesitancy, not because we're supporting Putin. Okay, but understand, we have a lot of people in Washington that are in our military. You know, we reported on this yesterday. They're bumping up climate change spending. It's war, dude. Nobody cares about the environment on the other side. You know, they're changing the pronoun language in our military to make it more woke and inclusive. Everything woke turns to But you understand, we're living in a moment where the left, the left, and most of the establishment right, Lindsey Graham's, those idiots. Okay, the left is vilifying people who are pushing for peace in Ukraine. Everybody who used to drive around with a make love, not war bumper sticker has now papered over it with a Ukrainian bumper sticker to show endless support for a war in Ukraine. What the hell is the world? At a time when we're projecting a lot of weakness. Understand, when Afghanistan went down, okay, they saw the nature 
of the American beast, meaning when we had that disastrous collapse in Afghanistan and we lost 13 service members and we stranded tens of thousands of our allies behind enemy lines, the enemies who had helped us and infiltrated the Taliban and al-Qaeda and helped gather intelligence and translate for us as we were trying to rid that country of terror groups. Yes, lo and behold, we left with a terror group running that country. The rest of the world saw it and it immediately emboldened their aggression. Now, why did it embolden their aggression? Because we got it wrong? No. Because we got out there and we claimed with a straight face that we got it right. He knows what he's talking about. They saw that the politics were more important than the people to this administration. At which point China encircles Taiwan, Putin rolls into Ukraine because they realize this whole entire administration is not looking at the outcome of war and death. They're looking at the poll numbers. This is politics as usual. Okay, we have emboldened China's aggression in Ukraine. We have emboldened Russia's aggression, excuse me, China's aggression in Taiwan, Russia's aggression in Ukraine. And the response is to play dumb. Okay, here is General Mark Milley. This is so crazy. Yeah, we can't figure out this pattern of behavior from Russia. You know, time was you could finance one side of a war and the other side wouldn't get mad at you. I'm like, wait, what? Wait, what world are we living in? Here it is, clip five. So the fact that we operate in proximity to each other is not particularly unusual. Uh, and we do try to establish deconfliction channels uh, in order to make sure that our forces are physically separated and we don't have incidents like this. But there is a pattern of behavior recently where there is a little bit more aggressive actions being conducted by the Russians. Uh, we think uh, we haven't completed our analysis as to why that's happening. Uh, there, and it wasn't just involving us. There were some incidents uh, earlier with the British and some other, uh, other nations as well. So there is a pattern of behavior going on here, and we have to figure out exactly what the way ahead is. Uh, I think that was one of the uh, fundamental reasons for Secretary's uh, call to uh, Minister Shoigu. That is absolutely the most ridiculous excuse I have ever heard in my entire career as a disciplinarian. You know, we don't, we don't know what's going on here. You know, there's, there's been a pattern of aggressive actions, but we don't know what's going on. So we don't want to say anything. Here he goes on. Say incidents happen, but he won't say it's an act of war. Okay, they take one of their jets, dump fuel on one of our drones, knock it out of the sky. You know, and they're just saluting us. It's International Women's Month. Maybe they just want to show their support. Like, wait, what? Here it is, clip six. As far as an act of war goes, I'm not going to... I'm not going to go there. Incidents happen, um, and and uh, clearly uh, we do not uh, seek armed conflict with uh, with Russia, and uh, and and I believe that uh, uh, at this point we should investigate this incident uh, and move on from there. But we will continue to exercise our rights in international airspace. Okay, and to be clear, okay, I'm not calling on him to consider it an act of war. I don't want war. Okay, I want peace, and I'm being told I'm a bad guy. If I'm actually speaking out for some type of a peace in Ukraine, it's people with a dirty mind that think like that. It's the entire establishment left. OK, when Ron DeSantis said two days ago, as Trump said, to be clear, that we should be focused more on domestic issues than funding an endless conflict in Ukraine. We should be negotiating an off ramp. The reaction to that was, oh, they're on Putin's side. Look at these Putin-friendly people. Remember what MSNBC said? Well, of course, DeSantis supports Russia because it has no gay people. That's where they went. That's the level of analysis you're dealing with here. At a time when we are spending our way to the precipice of World War III, we have leaders in Washington that don't know why Russia might be mad at us. 
or do know and don't want to say it for fear of upsetting the Russians, which I got to be honest with you, projects an awful lot of weakness to Russia. That's true. That is true. But there's no world where you can tell me the bad guys are the ones telling you that the woke guys shouldn't be spending us into a war. It's the war movie that's got critics praising its inclusiveness. Introducing Woke Metal Jacket. I am Gunnery Sergeant Hartman, your senior drill instructor. The Pentagon is tired of having nothing but tough men in the Marine Corps. You gotta be me, Joker. So they're relaxing standards to make it easier for other types of soldiers. Sound off like you got a pair. Any military can focus on hurting their enemies, but only the American military can focus on hurt feelings. Are you shook up? Are you nervous? Woke Metal Jacket. Good night, ladies. Now playing in Washington and coming soon to a losing war near you. Taking the edge off, one story at a time. America needs to learn how to lighten up. You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. All right, this one's for the fellas who want to tap the brakes on the aging process. How do you do that, Jimbo? We're talking about Nugenics Total T. Okay, every day that passes by is a day that you lose testosterone, which means less muscle, less energy, less get up and go in the bedroom. That doesn't sound any fun. But are you really ready to lose your shape, your muscle, maybe even in your energy? You don't have to. Okay, you can slow it down with Nugenics Total T. Nugenics Total T, it'll boost free and total testosterone, and it'll help you get the old fire back at work, in the gym, in the bedroom. How about it? Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster has Testafin, which will boost your testosterone. You know, the man hormone. How about more of that? You can try Nugenics Total T before you buy. There's nothing to lose, everything to gain. Now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T when you text 231-231 and enter the keyword Jimmy. Text now. You'll get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, the newest and most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you lose fat fast and get lean fast. It is absolutely free. Your complimentary sample available to you if you text 231-231 and enter keyword Jimmy. It's 231-231 and you enter the keyword Jimmy. Texting enrolls you in a recurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. It is Fox Across America, your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. Kennedy's going to be on the show today. Former Arizona Attorney General Mark Burnovich is going to be on the show today. And you're going to be on the show today. If you want to weigh in in the next hour on the Ukraine situation, okay, my question is, where do you want to go with this thing? Are you Lindsey Gramming it? We just spend until it's time to bomb the Kremlin? Do you think we should be reinvesting in domestic priorities? Should we be negotiating a peace? If you were the president, I am going to swear you in in the next hour, and you're going to tell me how to handle the war in Ukraine because there's some polling on it. I'm going to get into it in the next break. And I happen to think the people uh, who see like, oh, I don't know, maybe we do need uh, you know some type of established point to this whole thing besides limitless Venmos, I don't think they're the bad guys. I think the truth is, you know, we're getting an Iraq war all over again where there's a lot of people in both parties that make a gazillion dollars off of something like this. Money, 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 money. The D.C. Hawks are all over it, but I don't know that their priorities are yours and mine. So if you get a moment, you can check in. 
800-848-9910. Should we be funding more Ukraine? Should we protect our own border? Where are your priorities? I'd love to know. 888-788-9910. Here's Millie saying we're going to try to get the drone back. Clip four. We do have allies and friends in the region. Uh, we don't have any uh, naval surface vessels uh, in the Black Sea at this time. Uh, and we'll work up options. But as I said at the outset, this is uh, probably about four or 5,000 feet of water. Uh, and it probably, don't know for certain yet, it will be days before we uh, have uh, actual facts on the, on the impact and what debris is there, probably sank uh, uh, to some significant depths. Uh, so any recovery operation from a techno standpoint would be very difficult. So he's telling you it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to get going to be hard to get the drone back. Okay, we lost it. It went down. It's going to be tough to get it back. No promises, you guys. (laughs) And again, I don't want to know. I don't want to know that I'm bad if I just want this to go, if I don't want this to go on any longer. I'm not saying, hey, let him have Ukraine. I'm not saying tolerate that level of aggression. But how do we negotiate an off ramp? What if we established would demarcate some type of point of victory for us? Okay, because all I'm hearing from our guys is, ah, we don't know what this, what's going on. And if you're questioning that, you must work for the Kremlin. That's what, what's going on here. Hey, you shut up now. Democrats are so full of crap. That's what I feel. Okay, and you know when you listen to stuff like this, I, I you don't feel heard is what I'm trying to say. Here is Lloyd Lloyd Austin telling you Ukraine matters to the U.S. and to the world, which I think is obvious but I don't think is a rebuttal to our specific concern, which is how do we make Ukraine matter and America matter too? I think that's what we're after here. No one's saying Ukraine doesn't matter. We're not saying screw you, Ukraine. What we are saying is, hey, you know, in addition to Ukraine, is there anybody out there that could pay attention to this country called America? Because last I checked, America's border was being overrun to the point that our own chief of Border Patrol just testified we don't have operational control. Here it is, Raul Ortiz in McAllen, Texas. He's your U.S. Border Patrol chief saying we don't have control. Clip 10. Chief Ortiz, uh, does, does DHS have operational control of our entire border? No, sir. Wait, what? Because I was told by Secretary Mayorkas in April that we do. Here's his clip, clip 11. Will you testify under oath right now? Do we have operational control, yes or no? Yes, we do. And we have we operational are... control of the borders. Yes, we do. And... I mean, dude. You're alive. Here is Ortiz doubling down yesterday, clip 12. You're kind of describing how, how, how the goalpost has been moved because of the mass waves of people that are coming. My question, you heard the secretary. He said we have operational control. That's the definition of operational control. Based upon the definition you have, sir, up there, no. We don't have operational control. No, sir. So we don't have operational control, but Secretary Mayorkas wants you to believe we do. That's, you know, no, we do. You heard the clip. Yeah, we have operational control. Here he is saying it again, clip 11. Will you testify under oath right now? Do we have operational control, yes or no? Yes, we do. We have operational control of the borders. Yes, we do. You're a bald-faced liar, a liar. Dude, NBC is reporting right now that our southern border has gotten so bad that the cartels are now exploiting our northern border because of the lack of protection there. I'm sick and tired of all this bullshit. Really think about that. At a time when we're sending every dollar we have to Ukraine and our whole country is getting overrun, okay, we, the people, are getting screwed. 
And I'm going to take your calls. You're now sworn in as president. Good luck with your term after this. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, and we're playing Hail to the Chief because you, the listener, have now been sworn in as president, and we need to know how you're going to handle the situation in Ukraine. Do you go back to the ATM and send Zelensky another bucket of money? Do you negotiate some type of peace deal between the two? Where do we go now, in the words of Axel Rose? Uh, 888-788-9910. R.D. is batting leadoff in Longview, Texas. Yo, R.D., Hi, good afternoon. My man. East Texas sounds like fun right now. Uh, how far are you from spare ribs at any one moment in East Texas? I just passed the country tavern. Oh, come on, R.D., you're killing me. I'm supposed to be on a TV diet of all the words for you to say. My goodness. Well, should we should we spend our money on more ribs, or should we be sending it to the Ukrainian restaurant scene? Uh, we spend it on the ribs. Thank you. Uh, I mean, when we say this, I just want to make a point, okay? We're not telling the world we're on Putin's side. I think the point we're trying to make is we have a lot of problems here that don't feel like they're being attended to. Is that your take? Yes, sir, absolutely. Um, Uh, Humane uh, needs that they may need food or water. We can supply them those products, mm -hmm. not money. They can't eat the money. So and they can't drink the money. So send them the actually what they need and keep the money over here at the house. You know, it's a great point because you can audit cases of water. You can audit rations of food. They're not auditing the money. And the minute you ask to audit the money, which is being sent to what's considered one of the top two most corrupt countries in the world, uh, you're called the bad guy. So. Listen, I happen to think your first term as president went pretty well, other than the fact that you kneecapped me with that country tavern ref- you know, reference. But uh, <laughs> here's to hoping you get a second term. I'll let you know what the American people think, okay? All right. Hey, when you come here, I'll take you to country tavern and oh. buy you a rib or two. Dude, R.D., if you buy me a rib, dude, for, you have no idea. I'm going to get emotional. Get off the phone. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Uh, I Listen, uh, a rib right now. A rib and a beer at the country tavern. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. It's a fantastic way to go through life, especially in East Texas. Uh, Alan is in Lake of the Ozarks, another place that's treated me very well. Yo, Alan, what's happening, man? Hey, Jimmy. Not too much, sir. Just working on a Thursday. Love your show. Thanks, brother. Um, Do you love it so much that it makes you want to send every dollar you have to Ukraine? No, sir. I'd like to keep my dollars, actually, like the previous gentleman. Uh Uh-huh. Um, I'm with you there. What do you think it is? What, what, what do you think it is that there's such a detachment between Washington and us? Because I think if you poll people, the average person says like, well, what about America? And Washington doesn't seem to care. Do you get that feeling? Absolutely. You're right on the money there, Jimmy. Washington, D.C. has no care for us real Americans out here. Mm-hmm. They only think of themselves and their power and how they can get rich off our tax money. That's my opinion, anyway. Well, I think, I think you nailed it. I'll see you out on the lake sometime soon, all right, brother? Yeah, come by and we'll buy you a beer, sir. Now you're talking. Wow, this, this show's getting pretty drunk right now. I've already gotten two beers. Two beers, two calls. Let's head out to South Bend, Indiana. William, in the home of Pothole Pete, how you doing? 
I'm doing well, Jimmy. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, so a couple of things. I was talking to Brian Kimley about an hour ago. Oh, man. And don't hold that against me. But anyhow. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> so, hey, one of the things I do want to talk to you about, mm-hmm. um, I lived in Manhattan um, for 10 years. Okay. And um, this was back in the, in the 90s. And my nephew would come up um, every Thanksgiving. He wanted to see the parade and so forth. He'd come to, from Florida. And one time we're getting a, we're down in uh, Midtown and we're trying to get back and we get in this taxi and the taxi drivers my nephew says to him he's young he goes well, why don't you just drive on the sidewalk and so the taxi driver jumps up and starts driving on the sidewalk Stop literally it. right and i'm going so i was i was telling my my uh, nephew i talked to you all the time he goes and i said he used to drive a taxi he goes is he the one that drove us on the sidewalk <laughs> <laughs> now i don't know if so, the i don't know if the taxi and limousine commission is listening so i'm gonna say no i wasn't the guy who drove you on the sidewalk good answer good answer so back to the serious stuff uh-huh. um you know what it, it's it's a shame that Number one, like you said at the beginning of your show, I don't care if you're a Republican or Democrat, but you should be worried about this country. Mm-hmm. Wake up. My God, China is doing what they want, flying the balloons over. Russians knocking down our drones. Our drones. Mexico saying nobody's going to tell us what we can do. I can't believe that this is going on. You've got somebody down at the border that finally said, which he could have done a year ago mm-hmm. and saved all kinds of havoc, could have said that, you know what, no, it's not secure. We're never going to hear from this guy again, guaranteed. I don't know where he's going to go or what's yep. going to happen to him. They'll do some type of retraction on this, yep. saying, oh, well, he was mistaken, blah, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. But the fact is that people are not doing anything and they're not concerned about what's happening to this country. Oh, my God, wake up. Yeah, wake no. up. I, I, I'm, I'm with you all day on that. You know, I was reading a report this morning. We're spending $50 million a year right now to store the unused materials from the border wall. So we're oh actually we're paying money to not build the wall, which is the craziest. Again, we're just talking about a front door to the house. And they're like, no, you can't have one. Have you ever lived in a dumber moment than this one? I don't think I have. No, I don't believe so either. And he's point blank said it. We had a, something in place that was working and we dismantled it. Yes, I mean, oh, my God. I, 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 it makes absolutely no sense. And, and as I said again, I can't believe it doesn't matter right now what you're persuasion is from republican or democrat it's the country this is where we live so are you yeah no i agree i think you're spot on so let me ask you this though as a resident of south bend indiana um if biden decides not to run and mayor pete jumps in are you voting for him you know what, Jimmy? You know the answer to that. <laughs> I just wanted to see if I could get you to curse on the air. They try it on me all the time. Hey, you know what? And, and, and I'll tell you this. Uh-huh. Just like the, whoever it was, the Congress, congressman that said after they shot down the, the drone, you know, mm-hmm. what do you feel about that? I think it was congressman. He yep. goes, I'm pissed off about it. Absolutely. This whole thing yes. is just it's absolutely it's, a nut show. And yeah. no, I wouldn't vote for him. Oh, but I anyhow, know. I just wanted yeah, to see yeah. if I could make you drive on the sidewalk. Good job, yeah, William. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> hey, Jimmy, it's always a pleasure. I love listening to you, and uh, you were spot on. Man. Oh, thank you, brother. That. There you go. The great William in South Bend, Indiana. He knows stuff. Bernie is in Pocono Mountains, Pennsylvania. Bernie, you're now the president. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, good afternoon, uh, James. Uh, this is Scrappy Bernie, President of the United States. What can I do for you, sir? Well, we've got this situation over in Ukraine. 
And we're trying to decide whether we should continue to fund the war, negotiate some type of a peace deal. I understand you have a 2024 election to concern yourself with as well. So how does all of this factor into your analysis as the current sitting president in Pocono Mountains, the new capital of the United States? Well, general consensus here, and and my theory is that uh, I have to keep the people off of balance. Uh, I got to keep them distracted from all the issues that uh, do affect me and my family, as well as the Democratic Party. Uh-huh. In fact, what I plan on doing is uh, I want to spend the money and definitely uh, help the Ukraine people, but at the same time, I have my respect and dealings in Russia that I have to protect the interests. <laughs> you understand that I have said that I've done any, anything and I will do everything to protect my son. <laughs> Therefore, okay. I'm hoping that uh, Putin levels uh, Ukraine where uh, there is no evidence left whatsoever (laughs) to tie me financially to Ukraine or (laughs) Russia. And I'm sure I will get this done. Uh And I'm sure the people will back me because I am the president of the United States. (laughs) And I demand the respect that I got from the 2019-2020 elections are you going to are you going to implement a mandate on this sort of thing is that what you're telling me well yes uh how else am i going to protect myself my family my son <laughs> and um we have a lot of money invested here uh i, I respect going... i respect your position mr president uh well I... you, uh that's that's good i'm glad to hear from you and i'm uh, believe me uh i definitely need your vote Listen, your your willingness to look out for number one, I do think is commendable. And that level of transparency, I think, is welcome in our politics. So you can put me down as a as a strong maybe. Uh, Good call, Bernie. I appreciate you today. Very funny. Uh, How about Bernie? And he knows that he's basically saying, you know, Biden can't cut off Ukraine because he's got all of these business ties in the region and he's got a big conflict of interest. And it's often as if he's governing that way. Now, I don't doubt there could be intelligence motivating him beyond the things we possess, but it really is, it's, it's shocking to me as an American to be made to feel like such a second-class priority. Like we talked about this in East Palestine, Ohio. Okay, train tips over, contaminates the water, turns the town upside down, He's not even showing up. It took Trump going there to get Mayor Pete to even show up and pretend he cared. Pete Booty Judge is pathetic. So much so that when he finally showed up, he tried blaming Trump. He's like, no, it was a Trump regulation. And you're not telling me the truth. The National Transportation and Safety Board flat out said, no, the regulations had nothing to do with this. But they tried that anyway because the politics are always more important than the people, which is why when I look at this situation in Ukraine, it's hard to get excited about spending our way towards a bigger conflict that involves American troops, knowing that the true priorities of our leadership are not the American people. Like, that's a concern. I'll tell you, I had no concerns when I was out in Federal Way last week. I was out at the Federal Way Performing Arts Center. We were hanging out in Seattle. 
it was as much fun as I've had on the road doing comedy in my life. And uh, I'm going to get a little nostalgic. This next caller is out in Seattle, Washington. Stasia, hello, hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, I can, girlfriend. New to me, and I was telling the fellow that answered the phone that if we're comparing uh, our um, education or our uh, IQ, I'm way below you. Flunked out of college twice. Oh, but well, at I least have, did you I, try though? Really, did you at least go I to really, class? Because I didn't even go to class. I, oh well, I did do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, Miami University had a lot. Of, that was known as a party school. But <laughs> but I raised two very smart children. Okay. So I, I'm proud of that. Okay. But I'm president today. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the first thing I would do is put the Pledge of Allegiance back in schools. Fair. And, uh, and then uh, I think we sh- need to just get rid of the United Nations. I Googled it, and yep. we spent $12.5 billion in the United Nations in 2021 alone. Yep. And I don't think they do anything except nope. get apartments in New York City. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so I would just, you know, let's, let's bow out of that, and whatever money we were spending on that, we really do need to spend on all these small countries around the world because they're all fair game for Russia, Iran, and China, and and will mm-hmm. we all need to save those small, weaker countries? And uh, in the United Nations, it's, it's always been worthless. So that's what I would do. Uh, well, Madam President, um, this was historic, uh, and it was surprising. I was thrilled to know that our first female president was actually a biological female. I didn't see that happening. Yeah. Wow. Uh, well, well I, I actually didn't specify that, but you are correct. Wow. Yeah. Stop with history yeah. made in a multitude right, of ways. Right, well, this right. was this yeah. was an epic call. Um, listen, I loved it really quick before I go. I loved yeah. it out there in, fe- in Seattle and federal ways. It's actually it's very beautiful. I mean, anything seems nice compared to New York. Uh, but where do, what is the feeling on the ground as it pertains to local leadership? Are you ready to throw every bum out of office oh. out there? Oh, well, yeah, I've always felt that. Moved out here 10 years ago when my husband died and my daughter and my son-in-law is a Microsofty. But we live in the Burbs, which is very nice. But when I first got here, I drove downtown to the city all the time Mm -hmm. and walked along the walkways. Can't happen anymore. Uh, Even uh, City Hall and the courthouse have hired security to walk employees back to their cars. Yeah, so think about that really quick, okay? Terrible. Uh, Americans in American cities— don't feel safe going to the store. Don't feel safe going to work. Don't feel safe going to school. And we're still out here prioritizing the safety of the citizens of Ukraine. It just like, again, I'm not saying you can't do one or it has to be one or the other. It's not a binary choice, but it's being sold to us that way. And I don't appreciate it. Sasha, it's an excellent first term. And I wish you the best of luck in pursuing your second one. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. I'm going to run again on my uh, my motto is going to be logic is lost. <laughs> well, it's it's spot on assessment. So you got a good shot. Good stuff. We'll do it again soon, girlfriend. Uh, more presidential swearing in ceremonies after this on Fox Across America. Call and speak to Jimmy now. I'm trying to use the phone. 888-788-9910. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We have sworn in some new presidents that are instructing the American people how they're going to handle the situation in Ukraine. Joining us now, our second female president. She is in Millstone, New Jersey. Victoria is on the line. Hey, girl. 
I hate Jimmy. Now, you have an interesting bio on this, girlfriend. You were raised in Russia and you were born in Ukraine? I was born in Odessa, but at the time, at the time, mm-hmm. it was the USSR. Yes, of course. Okay, yep. Uh-huh. So my parents brought me to this country because we were persecuted as Jews. Mm-hmm. Because they did not like Jews in the Ukraine. And uh, what a lot of people don't know, there are still Nazis in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. A lot of these people that are fighting, they're not just regular Ukrainians. Mm-hmm. They're Nazis. Wow. That's heavy. And, you know, the media, the media, you know, I, I, I watch the American news. I watch the Ukrainian news. I watch the Russian news. Unfortunately, the media in the United States is non-existent besides for Fox. Yep. Well, it's interesting you say that, Victoria, because there is. There's a poll out right now that's making the rounds. It says Fox viewers support the war 23 points less than CNN and MSNBC. And the reason being is CNN and MSNBC pretend we don't have any problems here. They want you to believe Biden's doing great, everybody's thriving. As long as there's plenty of drag shows for kindergartners and everybody uses the right pronouns, we're going to be fine. And and I think that's the issue. The The Fox viewer is a better informed viewer, would you not say? Absolutely. You know, Fox, it really is the only news station and I and I news that that's it. You know, you're supposed to report the facts and we can make up our own minds, you know, as opposed to the morons that watch CNN, you know, that need to have everything spoon fed to them so they know what to think. Yep. That's that's exactly what's going on right now. And it's unfortunate. And they keep misrepresenting our positions because no one on Fox is just saying, like, let Putin take over Europe. Uh, We're just saying, hello, there's problems here, too. We should maybe try to find peace as opposed to just spending uh, limitlessly. It's that's the only point we're making, but it's being thrown back at us like, how dare you work for Putin? So, Victoria, I'm happy to know. Yeah. Uh huh. Your question: What happens when we spend all of this money? This war is never going to end because the Ukrainian people and the Russian people—they're one of the same. Mm-hmm. They are nobody's going to give up. Yeah, not the Ukrainians nor the Russians, and definitely not the politicians who are the only ones who are benefiting from this war. What I what I the think only- we need to do really quickly is I think we need to send over a live audience episode of The View, and everyone will watch it and kill themselves. <laughs> There you go. Well, you were the president. You can take credit for it. You inspired it at this roundtable discussion. But congratulations on a successful first term, Victoria. This was a wonderful time. There she goes. The great Victoria. We will hear from more commanders in chief later on. Mark Burnovich is stopping by. Kennedy stopping by. You better not go anywhere, damn it. We're back after this. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. We are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. Getting ready for a big hour of Fox Across America. Former Arizona Attorney General Mark Burnovich is stopping by. But quickly, we have sworn other people into office today on the show. The question is, if you were the President of the United States... What would you do about the war in Ukraine? We're going to lightning round a couple of calls right here off the tippy top of the hour. And uh, then we're going to go on to have a grown-up discussion about the gender ideology group on the left. They're crazy. They really are. And uh, we've got some really disturbing level of stupidity out of Kamala Harris's husband. And to be clear, again, 
We have not set the intellectual bar particularly high for anyone that would marry that woman and that fake laugh of hers. <laughs> it really is hard to be around. 888-788-9910 if you want to weigh in on the discussion. Uh, the discussion we're wrapping up now begins out in Lake of the Ozarks, Missouri. Gary is on the line. Yo, Gary. Uh, yeah, back in nineteen ninety or four or and Mr. Obama said we're doing a great job so he's proud of me uh, <laughs> no but on the serious side of life brother uh, <laughs> we should keep our money here I mean that is one of the most corrupt countries in the world mm. I mean we might as well send our money to Venezuela well, uh, we may we're, we're, we're kind of doing that with the oil but yeah I get it so yeah in a, in a nutshell though I mean what you're saying is it just seems ridiculous that if we are going to send money, we're not even going to audit where it's going. Yeah, I mean, I mean that that's insane. Let's just give them an open bank book. I mean, you know, and as far as like the border goes, uh, that's not that's not my fault that I haven't been down there or Miss Harris ain't been down there because <laughs> uh, Secret Service says it's unsafe for us. Yeah. And they're not letting me go down there. Yeah. Uh, well, if it's but, not, you I know, know. I mean, we we, we yeah. need to take care of America first. Ima- I mean, imagine that, that. That's just G- Gary, common sense. You're old school as a president. You're an old school president. You got sworn in, and you actually looked out for the country that elected you. It's commendable. You don't get a lot of that in this day and age. Yes, sir. And if you ever make it, if, when you make it back down to the lake, I'll get you the best slab of ribs this side Whoa. of the Mississippi. Dude. And a beer at 1042 Barbecue. Oh, buddy. I'm, go- it, it, I'm, I'm Googling it as we speak. You just screwed up this whole hour of the show. Dude, I'm so hungry because I'm trying to stay in shape for TV. And everybody who calls in either offers me a beer or a plate of ribs. This isn't good, Gary. <laughs> well... You you have a great day, brother, and Thanks. America first. All right, I mean, that, good, no, that, I'm, that, I'm right with you, Mr. Common. President. I am right with you. America first and ribs after that. Good stuff, brother. Uh, <laughs> Reese is in Sheridan, Wyoming. Yo, Reese. How you doing, Jimmy? We'll take it. Uh, as President Reese, and I got to be honest, I don't know how you passed the background check, but you did. You're president, uh, at least for this scenario. Congratulations on silencing all the opposition research per- firms on the planet. Uh, what do you do with Ukraine really quick, President Reese? I think we need to bring back peace through strength. Mm-hmm. And I think that we, uh, if we're going to be there, then we need to go in there and get the job done. Oh. But we don't need to drag anything out longer than no. necessary. But we let me just jump show, in here. We got to show the world who's boss. I know, but in, but if you're telling me we should put American troops on the ground in Ukraine, we shouldn't be risking American lives for this. There's no way. I think we should be no, I don't think, go ahead. bombing the hell out of the Russians. I know, but in Ukraine but, and getting but, the hell out, out but, of there. But you understand, if you bomb the hell out of the Russians, there's going to be a retaliatory bombing and the next thing you know, we're engaged in a war. I think my point, listen, I respect your opinion. That's that's what that's the point of the segment. But for me personally, Reese, just as someone who enjoys you and your commentary, I would I would if we were in a cabinet meeting right now, I would speak up. I would not uh, I would not assume this was a Biden presidency where you weren't really in charge and I should take my concerns elsewhere. I would take them directly to you. 
Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't want to see this escalate because the truth is we don't have anything to gain. All we're trying to do is keep Russia from taking over Ukraine. If that's the end goal, then we should negotiate a peace and just keep Russia from taking over Ukraine. You know, us bombing Russia puts us in a position where I think we're going to lose more blood and treasure. And I'm just I'm not on board. It doesn't mean I don't like support your presidency, though, Reese. It's, it's stellar as always. And the fact that you are. a Well, Hit- Hitler just started, you know, going into Poland, too. Well, that was that was the beginning, right? Well, yo, Hitler, well, you're saying, yeah, yeah, I get it. So you're saying, you know, it's now we or never. We gotta put a stop to it. Okay. Uh, perfect. At first, I thought you said Hemmer, and I was like, Bill Hemmer isn't going into anything but the bar. Okay, he's not <laughs> going. He's not going anywhere. Uh, but good stuff, Reese. As always, we'll do it again soon. Uh, Jared is in Scranton, Pennsylvania. President Jared is on the line. Hey, man. Jimmy. Jimmy. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> Good dude, when you. you were doing that on Gutfeld real quick the other night, dude, I, I don't know. I couldn't get enough of it, man. Oh, Just good saying. for you. Do you want to know something really quick that no one knows, yeah. but I'll tell you? So when yeah. I used to drive around in a cab by myself yeah. in my cab, you know, you're like 20 minutes without a fare sometimes. Your yeah. brain gets carried off to such crazy places that yeah. I would start snapping myself out of it by, like, calling myself out. I'd be driving by Port Authority thinking the wildest thought I, you could ever hear. And I'd be like, Jimmy, come on. On Jimmy like that and now it's just it somehow made its way into my broadcasting career the other night so I don't know what to do with it it's here now dude I do the same thing my like my nickname's Jared I'm like Jared what are you doing man <laughs> Jared what's wrong with you come on dude. man that's so funny um oh, right what on. does President Jared do in Ukraine talk to me brother right, man first of all I, I don't do no slow rolling with Biden. I definitely don't put troops on the ground mm-hmm. we, we we've lost too many troops. The American people are not behind that. Mm-hmm. But I take I, I believe in the Reagan approach. Help fund our allies to uh, squash the spread of communism, in this case, fascistic Russia. But, dude, let's be real. We got Iran connected to them. We got China connected to them right now. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, Putin wrote a little manifesto back in the summer before he invaded Ukraine, you know, when yep. they were starting the borders and everybody was like, no, no, they're not going to invade, you know, with like yeah. 60,000 tanks and troops around the country, yeah. you know. But... He talked about if he cut through Ukraine, which they thought he would, he would go right into Poland. And listen, man, I'm not a Zelensky fan. I, I don't understand how this guy is always, like, ready to do, like, an interview, has movie stars. We've got people dying on battlefields. Poor Benjamin Hall has yeah. no body parts, dude. You know what I mean? That kid's a mm-hmm. hero. Yep. Pierre's gone. Mm-hmm. We've lost so many people. As Americans, we've lost people, man. So if it were me, I'd be funding every single weapon, jets, Everything. I wouldn't put an American boot on the ground, but I'm telling you, man, if Russia cuts through Ukraine, they're going to hit Poland, and that's going to be your precipice for World War III. I don't agree with no Nazis in Ukraine. Screw mm-hmm. them, too. Mm-hmm. And But yeah. I, I, in my opinion, if we don't give them weapons, but there also needs to be accountability. Dude, we definitely do. Like, I totally agree. Like, why am I struggling? Because I'm in, like, poor middle class. Mm-hmm. Why am I hearing, like, $4 billion? Like, dude, we shouldn't be helping them with their pension plans. Help them win their <laughs> war. Crazy. And yeah. then we're done, man. That's yeah. all it is. You need arms. You need guns. You need military aid. But we're not going to, like, rebuild your country, man. Yeah. And really, honestly, I think the only thing is there, and truthfully, dude, with Joe Biden being so corrupt, I'm not going to go into no conspiracy theories, 
there, I think something has to do with that, dude. He gives so much, dude, because if your son's been working them with them for so long, they got something on you, man. Like, Who knows? You talk about quid pro quo, what Joe Biden literally said about holding the billion dollars because the prosecutor, yeah. that's an impeachable offense. He was the vice president at the time. Yeah. But, I mean, come on, man. Yeah, it's, it, know, definitely, like, it, read like, it definitely read like a shakedown. That was an interesting one. No, listen, man. Yeah. I, I, listen, I, I think you make good points. I, I, my, my whole concern here is – I want them like I could support anything they tell me. I just need them to tell me something like when you yeah, say, man. you know, well, we're protecting democracy. They don't that care about ridiculous. protecting democracy. They're That's giving so much of our domestic sticker. energy production to Venezuela where they don't have a democracy. You know, yeah, dude. right. It's, it's, right. So it's, and we're, 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 you know, I need uh, better. Baby foot and with uh, the commie down there in Mexico as the yep. cartel is basically turned into a terrorist state. They yep. look like they're like like a military outfit, like yeah. destroying our country, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's another just, thing. That's one argument I want to put to bed. Uh-huh. Just because e- even if we didn't help Ukraine, Biden would not help the border. No. He's he, like he's just a clown. You know what I mean? Yeah, he no, he's not a good. President who can do what's right for the American people who actually cares for once, man. You know what I mean? We had no. Trump. Trump. I'm not voting for Trump this time. DeSantis, man. I believe, agree with you, Jimmy. Trump cannot get the popular vote. He cannot get, you know, in the general election. And I think DeSantis could, man. I really do. It's Listen, it's going to be really interesting to see how this shakes out because they're going to have a brawl in the next couple of months. I had this conversation last night. I was getting driven home from Fox with a guy who just loves Trump. And I get it, man. Uh, the problem in the general election, just so everyone listening understands, is you can't win without peeling off 20 percent between independents and Democrats. And I I really, as much as people like Trump and like his policies, the hatred for him, not that it's rational, but the hatred for him is such that I don't know that he can peel it off uh, without drastically changing something about him. And the media is never going to give him credit for the change. That's why I think they need to refresh. But again, I'm just going to sit here and watch. Okay, but I, I as a president yourself, Jared, I think you did a fine job. We'll do it again. Uh, really quick, Barry's in Los Angeles to wrap this up. Barry, the cleanup hitter, Mr. President. The point is, I'm not president. There's <laughs> not going to be a Republican president for another two years. <laughs> People, Republic, Republicans are just, the, the Democrats are listening to Republicans right now, laughing their asses off because all we're doing is insulting each other mm-hmm. for nothing that we have any control over. Yep. Because Biden will not listen to whatever we say. I'm, I'm, I'm mostly on your side and Tucker's side, but the fact Tucker was that we, that that questionnaire he sent out was ridiculous, and the people that answered were ridiculous, except for Trump. Trump's got some history. I respect the fact that he replied. DeSantis was a moron for answering that question. Why would he answer a question that in in a, you know eleven months from now, before the first primary, fine, answer that question. Mm-hmm. Right now. He has no idea what's going to happen in the next 11 months. Yep. Why would he answer that question right now? It was stupid of him. Well, it was, I mean, we'll we, Republicans got to stop talking about this because there's nothing Republicans can do about it. I know, but it's going to be an issue because the truth is the reason they ask you about things you have no control over is because should you wind up in the position where you do, the American Again, people would like to know what your vision is. Okay, that's Again, just all but, campaigning but, is. No, but Again— we have no idea what Russia Ukraine is going to look like 11 months from now. If he, when he has to answer just before the first primary, I have no problem with DeSantis answering the questions. But for him to answer it right now was just completely stupid. His reply should have been, "Look, I have no idea what it's going to look like when I if I become president. I'll mm-hmm. tell you then." 
the, the, the Republicans should just be pointing out the fact that Biden's first year as president, I mean, it's all P- Putin's fault, yes, but Biden did nothing but encourage Putin to attack Ukraine. That should be every Republican saying right now. Going forward, Republicans should just be like, you know, it, it, people are too adamant about what's going on. It's a foreign affairs. It's not black and white. It's gray. Yeah. So people, people okay. on both Republicans on both sides have to stop being so adamant about their arguments and just say, no you know, comment. I, <laughs> Do the Kareem Jean Pierre or Jen Psaki? I'll have to circle okay. back. Barry again. Uh huh. I'm going to lose you to a commercial break, but I get I get everything you're trying to say. Hold the cards closer to the vest until the situation has evolved a little bit and you can comment with more certainty. I think part of campaigning is you are asked to comment without certainty because you are going to be governing America in an unpredictable world. The only thing that's predictable right now for real is that everybody in Washington doesn't have any idea what the hell they happen to be doing. I'm Kamala Harris, and I approve this message. It's America's number one radio lunch date. Get your hands out of my fries. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I own damn fries. It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. Going to be your comedy buddy next month. There's a few tickets. We're talking like single digits. If you want to see me at the Tower Theater in Bend, Oregon, Friday night, April the 7th. Also a handful left to see the Egyptian Theater in Boise, Idaho, April the 8th. I'm so excited to get out west. Uh, I just I love getting the hell out of New York. This place is a mess. <laughs> There's a reason the movie's called Escape from New York. We don't go on vacation here. We escape from New York. Uh, I'm going to be in Jersey uh, April 21st and 22nd at the Bananas Comedy Club. And after that, we start the Laughs and Liberty Tour with my girl Kennedy. <laughs> First date on the tour is May the 6th in Reading, Pennsylvania. Uh, second date is May the 20th in Clearwater, Florida. Third date is June the 3rd in Davenport, Iowa. Fourth date, June the 10th in Mesa, Arizona. Fifth date, June the 24th in Lexington, Kentucky. And the sixth confirmed date is July the 8th in Holland, Michigan. After that, I go back to solo dates on my own. I'll be at the St. Mary's Theater in St. Mary's, Ohio, Jenny's hometown. July 29th, 2023. But right now, I am here in my hometown of New York City. And uh, as I watch, you know, this little political birth canal we're going through as it pertains to the 2024 race. It's not fully born yet in the sense that we don't have all the candidates in. We still haven't made peace with whether or not Biden's running or not, because according to polling, 37 percent of Democrats want the guy to run again. Biden sucks. Yes, meaning the other 63 percent want nothing to do with it. And then, of course, Republicans and independents think he is just absolutely awful. Biden's lost his marbles. A lot of people feel that way. But stick with me. Okay, somebody who is also considered to be a potential 2024 nominee is Ron DeSantis. I've been talking about him a lot lately because he's doing his media tour right now. That's if you're wondering why you're seeing so much DeSantis on the radio and on Fox and everything right now is because he's doing the pre-campaign book tour that they all do. If you remember, Obama wrote his famous book, Audacity of Hope, which if you, you know, 
If you studied his policies, it might have been called the audacity of dope. Don't be thick, all right? I'm just saying. He wasn't a bad guy, but he was a terrible president policy-wise. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. But regardless of whether your policies are good or bad, when you're on the verge of running, you put out a book. It becomes a bestseller. DeSantis's book has outsold everybody's pre-presidential book. Outsold Obama's by a wide margin outsold Trump's by a wide margin. Wrong. Okay, and of course, Joe Biden put out a book as well. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. And if you remember, one of the hallmarks of Joe Biden's launch, a launch the media got all the way behind, was, well, he's running because it's a battle for the soul of our nation. Because Donald Trump never condemned neo-Nazis and white nationalists in Charlottesville. And you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally. Oh, get out of here. You don't say. Wait, so the media was lying? The media is a bunch of losers. They really are. But in this instance, I bring them up because where they lied to benefit Biden, they're now lying to disparage a guy like DeSantis, just the way they always do with Trump. I mean, it's almost, you know, cliche to point it out. But they're trying to convince people, oh, DeSantis is actually on Putin's side. That's what's going on here. No, what he's saying is... Ukraine is not of strategic importance to us. We don't want Putin rolling through Europe, but we also don't want America rolling through the money. We're already $31 trillion in debt. Why don't we negotiate an off-ramp? That's not a bad position. The idea that the Dems, the Make Love Not War Party, are now telling you anybody who doesn't support endless war is a monster shows you just how unprincipled they are. And that's why this has become a liability for him this week. DeSantis wrote into Tucker how he would reconfigure our approach to Ukraine. And they were like, oh, hell no. Why don't you just say it in Russian, you dirtbag? Journalism in this country is dead and buried. It really is. And uh, we're not going to try to dig it up in the next break. We'll just leave it be. Uh, But Mark Burnovich will discuss some of the problems facing this country. Remember America? We're going to care about that for a minute. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. And if you've ever wondered what an ex-attorney general does with his time, uh, then we have that in common. Although I happen to know a good deal about what this ex-attorney general does with his time. Uh, But we're about to get into the stuff that can be repeated on the air. Joining us now from Phoenix, Arizona, uh, former Arizona attorney general and future guest at my stand-up show in June. uh, We're talking about Mark Burnovich. Hey, man. Hey, I've been working on my new material, Jimmy, so it's all good. I'm giving <laughs> your advice. I'm writing stuff out on index cards. So. L- let me ask you this. Are you in town? Me, me and Kennedy are going to be in Mesa June 10th. Oh, I'll make sure I'm out of town. Oh, no, there he goes. No, no, I, the zingers. Uh, here. You are the, no, no. You are the hardest working. And, I, and I, I've told you this, and I say it to everyone I know. You are the hardest working man in show business. You have taken the mantle from the late James Brown. Um, you are, you know, you are a sex machine, and you are the hardest working guy in, in showbiz. You sound like Jenny now. That's like a verbatim quote. But uh, no, thank you for that, buddy. Uh, and and it's it's good to hear your voice on the show. I missed you. Uh, we've done some texting. You've been doing some traveling. Can you yeah. confirm for the listeners uh, that you might be taking your daughter to the racetrack this weekend? I am indeed. I, I you know, I, I figure that especially as a former gaming director, that I've tried to teach my girls that hard work is one thing. 
but money won is twice as sweet as money earned. So, you know, they got to know what a quinella is. They got to know what a trifecta box is. These are like life skills that our kids are losing. So, you know, I got to teach them this stuff. In, in all honesty, though, like for real, like if you were going to look at the state of the economy right now, it might be advantageous to teach our children how to handicap horse races. It might be more, might be more dependable, you know. Yes, it, I, 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 you know, Joe Biden has completely screwed up the economy, and we, we, we can only hope that the recession will um, only reach 2008 levels, 2009 levels. Yeah. But my goodness, man, I, I'm talking to my kids about this, other people. I worry that this is like when you start talking about bank runs, this is like stuff that none of us have experienced in our lifetime. I mean, yeah. this is this is worse than Jimmy Carter. I mean, this is like crazy yeah. stuff that they that, that people are talking about. And it's we're going to go into a recession. The question is, do we go into a depression? And I think of the old Ronald Reagan line that a, a recession is when you got to tighten your belt. And a depression is when you got no belt to tighten. <laughs> Gee, my goodness gracious. Well, uh, I got to be honest. I, unfortunately, I don't need a lot of belts these days. The champ's been getting a little carried away at the steakhouse next to Fox. But uh, I, I appreciate the analysis. Mark Burnovich is on the line. One of your areas of expertise, of course, was the southern border, and you have fought Biden to the death over that. Um, right now, there's this thing going on in the country and, you know, where we just had the chief of Border Patrol testify that we've lost operational control of our southern border. What does that mean? What it means in a nutshell is something that you and I have talked about previously, is that if the cartels want to send drugs or people across the border right now, there is essentially nothing that can stop it. Yes, is there a certain amount of loads that are being stopped or whatever, but mm-hmm. you know, even just earlier this week when you saw that, that giant rush across the Texas border, Border Patrol, because of their stretch resources, they, they're processing those individuals. And meanwhile, the cartels then use those uh, gaps, because no one's in the field, to literally stream all sorts of drugs and nasty people, you know, mm-hmm. males 18 to 35 years old, uh, you know, wearing camouflage are just basically coming across the border unchecked and unfettered. And it's not just about the, you know, the numbers we talk about, the 6 million people, which is essentially six times the population of Biden, Joe Biden's home state of Delaware, but it's the record amount of drugs coming across. And as I have said, I've been trying to sound the alarm on this for years, it's the record profits the cartels are making. So you're making the cartels more and more profitable. And Mexico is on the brink of becoming a failed narco state, which, of course, is going to have disastrous consequences, not only in lives lost, but the economic impact it's going to have on our country. Yeah, no, I, I, it's crazy to think. So when, but when you hear something like, you know, we're supposed to be sending in the military to deal with the cartels, like, is that realistic? Because to me, that sounds like a lot of lives lost because the cartels don't, you know, in the words of Tom Petty, they won't back down. Well, um, you know, as Rod Stewart might say, every pitcher tells a story, don't it? And uh, the, the reality, this is the reality. I, I remember, you know, and you know, I was a federal prosecutor before I was AG and state prosecutor, gang prosecutor. And if you used to look at those charts of like drug, especially like cocaine seizures all over the world or the Western Hemisphere, there was always this giant gap in Mexico. And there was these small little dots because the cartels would give up like some of their rivals or some of the low time, low uh, volume drug dealers um, because they were operating with impunity because the government of Mexico is so corrupt. Mm-hmm. And so the reality is is that you know even before you send down a special forces or a Delta team like we used to do in Colombia to go track down Pablo Escobar, uh-huh. um, 
we need to put pressure on Mexico to start enforcing the laws. And I mean, we know where this stuff's at. I mean, yeah. and, and you know, the, the dirty secret of, of the, the war on drugs is even going back to what was going on in Afghanistan, where you know there's literally poppy fields with the, the, that are making opium, and our soldiers are told, hey, you can't do anything because you know we want to destabilize the Afghanistan economy. Our soldiers yeah. are so we know there, there are the government has intelligence. We know who's doing what and where. It doesn't mean you can always re- reach out and touch them, uh-huh. but. There are opportunities where if we pressured and did more economically and, you know, put more pressure on the Mexican government, we would be able to, you know, basically take out uh, the cartels. But there's too many people making too many, too much money off of it now. Wow. There's too many men, too many people making too many problems and not enough love to go around. Can't you see it's a land of confusion? Did you just Phil Collins my show? Yeah. Um, ball of confusion. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's a great one. Yeah, that's a yeah, fantastic that's musical. I thought you were going with that at first. Well, I was a ball of confusion is a is a is a great song. So I've been I've been on a weird a weird kick of um, old jams and old soul tunes. Mark Burnovich is on the line, by the way, if you're wondering what the hell you're listening to. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We do get distracted with music from time to time. <laughs> this just turned into yeah, Club we, MTV. We both have ADD. We both have ADD. It's a terrible problem. Yeah, so. it's not. It's not good. Um, but let, I'm laughing. Let me get Matt. Let me get on message. What are we talking though. about? Because well, this is the other thing I wanted to say. The the big discussion right now in politics is that a lot of people on the right, specifically 2024 candidates, DeSantis drew this distinction the other day. You know, Trump spoke to it on some level. Are basically saying. You know, we're not rooting for Putin on the other side of the world, but we sure seem to be neglecting a lot of American interests here at home. Uh, President Brnovich, uh, what do you do with Ukraine? I just took like 30 phone calls on this and everybody here, like the priority here seems to be America. I don't I don't believe it needs to be a binary choice. But do you feel on some level, just as an American citizen, that we are kind of getting back Bernard right now? I think the United States, unfortunately, is not respected. And that's why all these analogies, like the Jimmy Carter analogies, yeah. are so apropos. Mm-hmm. And I think we all know that Jimmy Carter was a candy ass. And because of that, you know, Russia went into Afghanistan and, you know, Nicaragua, all the, all the problems that we had with, you know, in the world, a lot of them dealt with America's um, not dealing with issues through strength. Uh-huh. And the reality is I'm, I'm very – I look, you know I'm, I'm a constitutionalist. You know I'm an old school kind of guy when it comes. And the framers, um, it was you know uh, John Adams that said – it was John Adams that, that said, we are friends of liberty everywhere but defenders only of our own. And so that means that we should work to create a world where there's – economic relationships, you know, where mm-hmm. people have a vested interest in making sure there is stability, that make sure we promote the rule of law. But at the end of the day, my goodness, I mean, we got homeless people in America. We can't be sending money to, you know, to other countries to try to house and food them and feed them, excuse me. And, you know, look, I mean, here's the reality. Ukraine, you know, before this war started, they, it's not like they invaded Finland or France. I yeah. mean, that's the reality. I mean, Ukraine was in the top 20% in corrupt countries. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we should do do what we can to help them. But at the same time, my goodness, we're spending tens and tens of billions of dollars. And, you know, what, what's, what's the end game? And I think the Chinese are laughing all the way to the bank because China is our greatest geopolitical threat. And, I mean, when I read or when I see these stories, or even, you know, intelligence updates about – you know, our 155 millimeter 
um, you know, how it's uh, artillery rounds being depleted. When I worry about what we're doing with, you know, the, our armaments and what we're doing, you know, what kind of arsenal we have, and we don't need that stuff, especially, you know, in the future, depending on, on what the world is. I've always said, I've always believed this. I believe this even in the second Iraq war. Guys like Putin, if you've ever seen everything you need to know about geopolitics, you can learn from watching The Godfather. And guys like Putin, you need someone who needs to make him an offer he can't refuse. And they need to say, okay, you know, <laughs> here's what's acceptable, here's what's not, here's the lines, here's what's not. And instead, what we've done is we've created this vacuum, and nature abhors a vacuum. And I think that what I worry about, the chaos and the anarchy, when we have these drones being shot down and everything else, is that you know, who knows where, how this escalates or what ends yeah. up happening with it. And I think at the end of the day, as a parent, um, do I want, you know, the Ukraine, you know, like I said, it's like the old former Yugoslavia. It's like a lot of parts in the world where there's been a lot of conflict, a lot of territorial disputes. And at the end of the day, do you want your kids? And I know you've mm -hmm. got a talented young kid who's almost approaching military age. Mm -hmm. You want your guy, your son to be, you know, in the wheat fields of Ukraine fighting the Russians. No. You know, I mean, and yeah. I, I just think most parents in the United States, they answer the question, no. Yeah. I mean, and so, so that's the reality. This stuff can escalate very, very quickly. I mean, you know, when you start talking about leopard tanks, the cats, you know, yeah. Germany is training soldiers, they're sending them. You start talking about drones flying over. I mean, for the Russians, I mean, this is their country. I mean, they've been, let's go through the list, the yeah. Germans, the Austrians, the French, mm -hmm. the Turks, the Swedes. I mean, they've been attacked a lot of times by the West. And so yeah. they're paranoid. They're uh -huh. paranoid. And whether that's right or wrong, they are. And right. I think we need to recognize that and recognize that situation and figure out, okay, when we start talking about, you know, armies and stuff, does that paranoia, does that end up in them resulting in them escalating this in a way that yeah. neither side can control? That's well, that, the danger. That's the fear. I I, no, I agree. Like, I, I think Putin has seen the Gaddafi video and realizes that if the walls are closing in on yeah. him, he ain't going out in a, in a you know, a sewer pipe, yeah. you know. Yeah. And and that's when you get nukes and everything in between. So yeah, no, you're right. Uh, when me and you have become the the voice of reason, the world's in a bad spot, Holmes. <laughs> yes, I know. Why can't why can't uh, we live our life like a song? That's what I want to say. <laughs> yeah. Listen, June 10th, Mesa, Arizona. I'll world, I'll I'll check in offline. Mesa, yep. Yeah, but uh, the world needs now is love. Yeah, it does. It needs lo it's love, sweet love. It's myself. Kennedy's going to be there. We are at the Mesa Art Center. Sounds fancy, by the way. Well, that really is fancy. Dang, I thought I was going to open for you. I guess not. Uh, Kennedy opens the show. I close the show. Yeah. I mean, if you want to be like the celebrity guest MC that brings me on stage or something, you can do that. We'll work it out, man. Well, let's, I'll tell you what. Let's just figure out what green room. Remember, green M Ms for me and two bottles of. Um, sparkling water, no ice, okay? <laughs> no eye contact with Mr. Burnovich. Tell the staff to look away at all times. Yes, remember, um, green M&Ms, yes, and I don't want anyone wearing red around me anywhere. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Gee, of course, I'm kidding. Now someone's going to be tweeting this. Oh, my God. No, they're oh, not. Burnovich the... is a fascist. <laughs> right. That's not funny. enough. Now they're going to tweet that I'm an apologist for Putin or something. Yeah, I don't even know that. what just went on, Bernard. Now, you, now they're all worked up. Way to go. Uh, get oh, back to your cigar. We'll talk to you soon. All You're right. the best, brother. Thank, Thank you, you brother. for this. See you, Mark. See ya. There he goes. Former Arizona Attorney General Mark Burnovich. Who said what? You know, the potential for escalation in Ukraine, that's a real problem. I think he's got a point.
It's what you got to realize. This No one talks to you about this in nuance. The way it's portrayed in the media, because you understand, in the media, it's just really everything in your life, every issue you face, the border, the fentanyl, the inflation. Okay, for you, the border is an issue of securing our country, the issue of stopping the fentanyl from poisoning our kids. Inflation, it's an issue of keeping goods under control, you know, keeping the, the affordability of goods and stuff within reach and not crushing people on fixed incomes and low-income earners and everything like that. That's how you approach the issue. But in the world of politics, it's, that's not what they're doing. They're looking at the issue and saying, which strategy makes us more likely to gain votes and support? He's a lousy dad, but he's right. And that's the problem in this moment. When it comes to Ukraine, the people in power are thinking, well, it's, you know, what's, what's popular here? Well, what we're going to do here is uh, we're going to fund Ukraine, okay? Because obviously pr- on a principal level, yeah, we don't need Putin invading all of Europe. He doesn't have the wherewithal to do it, but we do need to make sure we slow his role. So I understand you want to fund Ukraine on some level. Okay, but now it's become an issue of what we thought was going to be a 10-day commitment has now stretched on for a year. And at a time when a lot of priorities are being neglected here at home, a lot of Republicans are rightfully expressing doubt in just how long we should stick with this mission for without negotiating or brokering some type of acceptable off-ramp. Because politics is the concern, the Democrats are not willing to acknowledge the nuance of what's being said by the Republicans. Okay, what the Republicans are trying to say is, hey— going broke as a country here. And yes, there is the potential for massive escalation, at which point we're now in World War Three. And this is like one of those deals when someone gets shot in a road rage incident. OK, you got cut off. Yeah, it sucks. OK, but guess what? You're going to get cut off another three billion times in your life. You're also going to cut a lot of people off. So is it really worth taking the chance of jumping out of your car at this stoplight? And yelling at some lunatic who might be in a worse mood than you who pulls out a gun and shoots you? No. You've always got to be mindful of the potential for escalation and just what you might be escalating it for. Okay? What is the gain if we go to World War III? Protecting democracy in Ukraine? They don't even have democracy. Okay, we're empowering dictators in Venezuela right now by outsourcing our domestic energy production to that dictator. Okay, so you can't tell me this is about democracy. So if you want to tell me it's about, well, we have to stop the role of fine. Well, let's figure out how to stop it without sending our kids to a weed field on the other side of the world to protect a country that, to be honest with you, okay, yes, we we wish for the well-being and safety of everybody over there. But is there any world where Ukraine is coming to our defense in some capacity when this is over? The answer would be no. Of course not. Okay, yes, we want to be leaders. Yes, we want to be the greatest source of good in the world. Okay, but in just saying here's a blank check, just because politically we think this is popular with the majority of the country, that's not a nuanced or responsible take. Vladimir Putin is sitting on the second biggest nuclear arsenal in the world. If he thinks he's going to get Gaddafi'd, where the government just collapses and he's just out on the street in a sewer pipe running for his life. If you think that's happening without him pushing the button, I'm telling you, you're an idiot. That's the point I'm trying to make is we've got to think about not what's going on in this country, but what might be going on if things get worse. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. Common sense from a not-so-sensible man. It's the compassion. It's the, it's the dignity. It's the wisdom. It's the, it's the horse sense. 
of the guy that gets you. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Going to be joined by the K-Train in the next hour. Kennedy, the host of Kennedy on the Fox Business Network, a show I will be appearing on tonight at 7 o'clock Eastern Time before I head back over to the Fox News Channel and appear with Sean Hannity at 9 p.m. A lot of fail-a-vision coming your way in the next couple of days, which means I've got to suck it in in front of a TV camera and the makeup team has to get to work because uh, it's been a rough week for the champ. Uh, I am, like I say, I am standard definition pretty. But you put it on in high D, there is no avoiding the truth of what this is. That boy is a P-I-G pig. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. We are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. We are, of course, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It's a big hour of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Kennedy is coming by. She is the host of Kennedy on the Fox Business Network. She is not a fan of a never-ending war in Ukraine, nor is she big on bank bailouts from these clowns in D.C. Big government weenuses. Direct quote from the K-Train. And we're going to hear some direct quotes as well from Kamala Harris's husband, Doug Emhoff. This guy's a serious ass. To be honest with you, I don't mind the guy, but he made some quotes I found very interesting yesterday. And I'll explain why he's making them in this hour. 888-788-9910. You know the rules on this show. I say them every day at the start of the show. Sometimes I say it during... Sometimes I say it at the end just to remind everybody to behave. You could be a Republican, you could be a Democrat, just don't be a That is all. So what's going on right now in the country is very fascinating. The vice president's husband is on a media blitz right now, Douglas Emhoff. So what went on in the Democratic Party in the last couple of weeks is they made this internal calculation that they're going to try to go with this Biden-Kamala thing one more time. That's the way it's trending right now. There was talk Biden wasn't going to run. Then it became, well, the Democrats did better in the midterms than we thought. And, uh, you know, it's very hard to unseat an incumbent president. Last time somebody stepped aside was Lyndon Johnson. You know, granted, he's not exactly in the best physical shape. If you like Biden so much, name three of his complete sentences. But the liability for the Democrats became, well, if Biden doesn't run... A lot of people would expect Kamala Harris to fill her shoes. The problem there is not that Republicans won't vote for Kamala Harris. It's that Democrats already had a chance to vote for Kamala Harris when she ran for president. And we're like, hell no. She is a fraud, a phony, a woman without a moral core, a regular two-faced, mealy-mouthed politician who swings with the wind. So what happened is the Democrats made the internal calculation to run Biden again, thinking a Biden whose elevator might not go all the way to the top floor is still a better asset for them at the top of the ticket because if, in fact, they pull it off, then they all get to be president again. Understand, Joe Biden's really not the president right now, okay? I talk to people, I bring people on this show that are in Washington, that have been to the White House, that have been appointed these part of these joint meetings, and they say, like, yeah, there are moments where he sits through a meeting and doesn't address anybody and then is let out of the room. Like, he doesn't know what's going on is the point. There are moments where I'm sure he shot up with plenty of B12, 
But there are also moments where they stick him in front of a microphone and, you know. You know, the rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with, uh, with uh, I don't know. Uh, we have a president that is clearly not all there. But the point is, okay, they don't mind Biden at the top of the ticket because they can run Biden. It's a little harder to run Kamala, meaning, you know, tell her what to do. I'm not saying she's sharp. I'm not saying she has, you know, any binding principle other than what do I got to do to get your vote? This is a woman who, when she was running as a potential president, said Joe Biden was a rapist. She also called him out at the debate stage for his opposition to integrated school busing. Flat out saying, yes, this guy was on the side of the segregationists. Come on, man. Understand. Her just her take on Biden was not. He says he sexually assaulted Tara Reid and he's a racist. And then when Joe Biden called up and said, how would you like to be vice president? <laughs> she was like, vice president. Well, we're moving on oh, girl. Take off the apron, Dougie. We are going out tonight. And that's what they did. She couldn't take the gig fast enough. And now Kamala is your vice president. But unfortunately, she's polling in the low 30s. No one wants anything to do with her. So there's something unprecedented going on as they've made the internal calculation that if Biden's going to run again, Kamala has to run with him. Why? Because they'll lose the woke left if they take a person of color off the ticket. It will be perceived as racism. As opposed to just, oh, I don't know, an intelligent move. Kamala Harris is politically useless other than the fact that she allows the Democrats to accuse anyone who doesn't support her of being racist. With no regard for the fact that the Democrats didn't support her when she ran for president. She was literally at 1% in her home state of California when she ran for president. She understand the Democrats can't stand her, but they've built themselves into a weird corner. It's the cask of Amontillado. They have built their own grave on this one in the sense that because they ran so aggressively on identity politics... They're going to alienate a lot of their supporters if they take Kamala off, because according to most people on the left, Kamala's identity is her most vital asset to this ticket. So Kamala's on the ticket. For better or for worse, that's the way this is going down. And for the first time in the history of our country, they're sending out the spouse of a vice president on a goodwill tour. They know she's not terribly likable. They had her on Stephen Colbert last night. Stephen Colbert is... Just awful. I mean, it's a great exercise in group therapy if you're a self-hating white person. But Stephen Colbert has failed the country as a late-night comedian because he's made no attempt whatsoever to use his comedy as a source of common culture. He gets on the air every night and sells confirmation bias to his all-white audience and says, you're better than the middle of the country. You're better than the Southerners. You're better than the flyover states. They're a bunch of racist hillbillies. That's what he wants you to believe. And he's an idiot, and he's not funny, and that's fine. Okay, but in all truth, okay, Kamala has become such a liability that they're trying to, hey, well, maybe if we get people to like her husband. I mean, really think about this. In the history of presidential politics, it's really hard, and I really jog my brain on this one, to think of a time where they were sending out the spouse of a vice president on a mass media tour in hopes that it would win support for the vice president. But here is Douglas Imhoff. He is asked at South by Southwest, 
used to be a happening music festival, but just, you know, it's like a corporate retreat now. It's like Burning Man. All the corporations came in through sponsorship money behind it. Great. People want the money. But you've kind of lost that, you know, unique feel. You know, if you're listening on KLBJ, I think you're in Austin right now. You know, your perception of Southwest has probably changed through the years. Great for business. A boon for the restaurant industry and the bar industry and everything in between that's going on on 6th Street. But you'd have to admit it's gotten a little more corporate. Point being, Douglas Emhoff is at South by Southwest trying to rehabilitate his wife's image. One of the questions he's asked is, you know, what's the most surprising thing about Kamala? And this answer really sounds like a hostage video. He's <laughs> like, she's wonderful. Uh, she's normal. She really likes to cook. It's like he's reading off an index card. Like it's a blink twice situation. Listen to this. It's clip 20. What do you think is the most surprising thing about Vice President Harris that people out there don't know? That they don't know? Yes. And that, that you can say on this stage without us both getting in trouble now. Well, she's like normal. She's exceedingly normal. She's an awesome wife. She loves to have fun. She loves to cook. She loves her family. Uh, you know, she loves music. Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. Ha <laughs> ha! She's exceedingly normal. She's an awesome. She loves to have fun. She loves to cook. She loves her family. And then he pulled a flask out of his jacket pocket and took a long pull. He just he looks so uncomfortable talking about her. And I'm not saying love his wife. They don't have a happy marriage. Uh, but the point is, there's really, it's a hard sell. It's a hard sell to, to get people behind Kamala Harris because she has such a phony way about her. I've played you some of these clips where the fake laugh comes out of nowhere. Here she is talking about electric school buses, clip 24. I have a particular fondness, I must tell you, for electric school buses. I love electric school buses. <laughs> it's just, it's so uncomfortable. Did you hear the fake story about her talking to her mom about conservatives being bad? Here it is, clip 29. I went home one day and I said, well, what's, why are conservatives bad, mommy? Because I thought we were supposed to conserve things. <laughs> I couldn't reconcile it. Now I can. (laughs) It's hard to be around, man. It's hard. So you understand, he can't make the sale on Kamala. So what they're trying to get behind is the same type of identity politics push, the same type of social pressure campaign that the Democrats always use, which was do things our way or you're a racist, do things our way or you're a Nazi. Here is Douglas Emhoff. Okay, I'll post this video. I was on Stuart Varney this morning reacting to this clip. And like really like, you know, most of the things I do on TV are pretty loose. They're pretty goofy. And, uh, you know, I'll give you like a real serious take on an issue, but I'll kind of wrap it in jokes because, you know, the world's on fire, folks, and I'm trying to keep the mood light. That's how I think I'm uniquely suited to help the world. Uh, And I kind of lost it at this one because here is Douglas Emhoff engaged in a desperate image rehabilitation exercise on behalf of his wife. And he tells South by Southwest that these Republican parents speaking out at school board meetings about the dangers of pushing gender transitions on young kids before they've had a chance to develop, these Republican parents are demonstrating the same level of hate 
that was seen by the Nazis. That's right. If you don't want your kid chopping his junk off before he's had a chance to grow into an adult, you're like a Nazi. That's what he said. Garbage like you just makes me sick. Listen to this. It's clip 21. I met one woman who was saved in the Holocaust in Germany, settled in Ukraine, and is now a refugee again back in Berlin, where she originally left as a, as a Jew in the Holocaust. So you can't, these are the stories that are happening out there. And so this stuff is so important. This hate is interconnected. You see it in the discourse in the country right now. You see it in the, in the divide that we have. And that just going to the school meeting, you see that, that hate that is out there. We've got to step up and speak out. And we've got to call out the cowards out there. People, as my wife likes to say, these so-called leaders, but she's right. Because you can't be in leadership if you're not going to lead. I mean, dude. You are a sad, strange little man. Not to mention. You are so full of sh. Dude, let me just really quick, man, and I'll hold it together this time around. I kind of lost it on Varney. I love Varney. He's the best. Me and him and Charles Payne were on. But I really like this one pisses me off. Folks, there is no comparison. Okay, just so you know. There's no comparison between what went on in Nazi Germany and anything, literally anything, going on in this country today. Correct the mundo. The Nazis were trying to exterminate a race of people. They were rounding them up and killing them, men, women, and children. It is so denigrating to the suffering that occurred during the Holocaust and the heroism demonstrating in ending it. To make any comparison between a parent saying, hey, maybe we should let kids become adults before they surgically alter their body in perpetuity, that is not cowardice. That's actually bravery because you're speaking out in the face of overwhelming social pressure. Like J.K. Rowling is a hero. J.K. Rowling said there are biological differences between men and women, and for that she was called a turf and a transphobe and a white supremacist. And she wants these people to die and spike a wave in suicides and gender-affirming care. Folks, when a little kid is transitioning, it's not gender-affirming care. It's political ideology-affirming care. It is parents forcing politics onto a child in the way of a surgical alteration of their body. It's disgusting. It's barbaric. Calling it out doesn't make you a Nazi. Calling it out makes you a decent person. But this is what we're down to. Do you understand when you're distorting the other side's position to the point of no recognizability whatsoever, it's because your position is a scam. And that's what we're getting out of this image rehabilitation tour out of Douglas Imhoff. He's out there saying, oh, Kamala's Kamala's awesome. He's totally false. (laughs) But, you know, the people who don't agree with her. They're like the Nazis. I mean, dude. Well, that's the dumbest thing I've heard of. Ever. But this is what we're quickly learning. Okay. Kamala's husband is on a mass media blitz in hopes he can rehabilitate her image. But this guy's such a jackass, he might be the only person in the world worse at it than she is. Get him out of here. Get him out. The critics have spoken. Well, that was different. Yep, rousy, but different. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. 
Going to be talking to Kennedy in the next break. But right now, we're heading out to the land of Connect FM. We're in Dubois, Pennsylvania. Chuck is on the line. Hey, man. Hey, Jimmy. How you doing? You know, it's I'm trying to hold it together over here. Uh, I was playing those Doug Emoff clips, getting a little worked up. I might need a Scotty's donut. Oh, man, that'll set you right up. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, the Democrats are, are brilliant, man. you got to hand it to them. They're, what they're doing is they're trotting out the sympathy vote with Kamala's husband. This man has just had the best two years of his married life the past <laughs> two years. And he's thinking, oh, my God, if she loses, she's coming home. Please, please vote for my wife. <laughs> <laughs> so you see the look of terror in his eyes, right? I mean. That, that video for the man. That video, I covered it. I was on Jesse's show last night, Jesse Waters, and yeah. I hadn't watched the video till he played it. Like I had heard the audio, I hadn't seen the video. Dude, she asks him, like, describe what's your wife like. What do we need to know? He doesn't even look at her. Like he looks the other way. He's like, no, she's awesome. Really, she's great. I swear, she's awesome. It's so much fun. Oh man, he didn't look at her. Yeah, that's what it is, though. Oh man, if I if he if he didn't lie about everything else, I might almost vote for her just to help him out i feel for the guy i know but i feel worse for the country i don't know what to tell you but man chuck (laughs) good analysis by you so it's the get her out of the house tour that's what he's on that's it that's what it is that is honestly because you know that was always my theory about hillary running again you know they say she still wants to run if biden doesn't run there's the guy spreading those rumors is probably bill clinton Yeah. Oh well, yeah, again, another guy you got to kind of feel sorry for, right? <laughs> ah, that's good analysis. Chuck, excellent call, brother. Keep up the good work, okay? There he goes. Chuck has a theory. Says they just want her out of the house. I mean, listen, every like three weeks during the Biden presidency, you'd get that op-ed of, you know, well, Biden might not run again. You know, he is a little older. And uh, there is some talk that Hillary, the people's pantsuit, she's got plenty of energy. I don't feel no ways tired. For sure. She's pumped up. But you always wonder. People would always ask me. They're like, well, who the hell is writing these random op-eds about Hillary? They're just falling out of the night sky and landing in the hill or landing in Politico. Who could possibly have a motivation to just dredge up the loser of the 2016 presidential election and all the high negatives and the baggage that comes with her name? Who could possibly have a motivation to pay somebody to drop one of these op-eds? Other than, oh, I don't know, maybe somebody who wants a little free time so we can head down to the local Hooters and make friends with the waitstaff. I believe that together we can make America great again. Now, this is, of course, just reckless speculation, uh, which we will continue to engage in when Kennedy joins us in the next break. So that's what we do on Fox Across America. It's basically, I say this all the time, we own a politics to English dictionary. And rather than getting in on all this wonky analysis, oh, there's a cloture vote, and you know the Senate procedures for a cloture, you're falling asleep. It ain't wonky radio, man. We're just having a chat, just talking at you at your level because your level is my level. I don't have a higher gear. Have you heard the show, folks? This is all I got, man. <laughs> and we'll be back with more of it after this. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. 
I am, of course, appearing on Kennedy tonight at 7 p.m. on the Fox Business Network. She was supposed to be appearing on this very show at this very moment and is stuck at an appointment. That's just how white folks will do you. Unbelievable. That's how the white folks are doing us. She's going to try to call in before the end of this segment, but uh, some type of scheduling conflict with the K-Train, who is, of course, one half of the Laughs and Liberty Tour, which kicks off May the 6th in Reading, Pennsylvania, at the Santander Performing Arts Center. So if you want to get some tickets and see us in Reading May the 6th, you got a shot. May the 20th, we're heading down to Clearwater, Florida. Then June the 3rd, we're in Davenport, Iowa. June the 10th, Mesa, Arizona. June the 24th, Lexington, Kentucky. And July the 8th, we are in Holland, Michigan. That's the Laughs and Liberty Tour. After that, I go back on tour on my own, just doing Jimmy stuff. Jimmy, so silly. Uh, But right now, I am here with you doing some damn radio because that's the gig. That's what this is all about. And one of the conversations we're having has kind of been spilling through every show this week. You know, it's Thursday. There's a lot of Monday subject matter, you know what I'm saying, that's still making the rounds on a Thursday. And one of the things that really stuck with me, I just thought was so fascinating, politics in this day and age has become an exercise in defining your opponent. It's not about like, hey, here's my idea and here's how it'll help you. What politics now is is, hey, here's what you need to know about the other guy. The other guy, oh, man, what a bigoted lunatic he happens to be. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. Totally. Okay, and one of the big lines of attack against the Republican Party right now is what? They are trying to protect children and give them the full ramp of development. They're saying, hey, you want to be trans? Be trans as an adult. If you want to get a gender reassignment surgery, get a gender reassignment surgery as an adult. We don't want to encourage this thing on our children before they've had a chance to fully develop and grow into who they are. Why? Because kids change. The example I've given you is my son. My son Lincoln's 14. At the age of 12, he hated sports, didn't play him, didn't watch him, didn't understand why I was into them. I wasn't the dad who forced them on my kid. Lincoln played T-ball. He played a minimal amount of organized sports. But, you know, he had different interests than I did as a kid. My hobbies are fast cars and fast women. And that was basically Lincoln at the age of 10 and 11. Fast cars and fast women. And then the lockdowns hit, and we started to have a catch as a means of getting out of the house. And, uh, you know, we'd always shoot hoops in the driveway, and me and him have inflatable boxing gloves. So we have, like, a lot of father-son, like, kind of athletic endeavors. But Lincoln wasn't really a sports guy on any level. And between the ages of 12 and 14, as his body matured and he started to work out and get in shape and become competitive, he fell in love with sports. Okay, and I make that point because that little quick turn from 12 to 14 as kids hit puberty and become who they are, a full sense of who they are, ultimately defines who they're going to grow up to become. And what they're pushing on the left now, okay, is gender reassignment surgery and hormone blockers for kids as young as five. That's not right. Listen to me. A five-year-old doesn't know what's right for them. Okay, we as parents have a role of making sure they can grow up and develop in a supportive environment where they feel safe, but it's not to placate their every whim. Okay, but I bring this up because the pushback against conservatives is that they're monsters. If they're not on board 
with letting little kids do whatever they want to do to themselves. Mind you, little kids would only want to do these things to themselves if they had the views forced on them by the parents, okay? I'm telling you, that boy's a genius. There's no way around that. There's no way around that. You know, I played you this clip yesterday of Florida accusing, you know, the legislature of erasing trans babies. Folks, there's no such thing as a trans baby. Okay, baby has no idea what gender is. A baby comes out, it cries, and it farts. Sorry, whatever. Scream. Doesn't even know where it is. It doesn't think it's trapped in the wrong body. The baby, in fact, was just trapped in a body. It's now out trying to make sense of the world. But here is Florida saying we're erasing trans babies. Florida Democrats, clip 36. We are in a legislature where the Republicans have hijacked the word liberation. They have hijacked the word freedom. We are here to resist their transphobic slate of hate legislation. You are erasing our trans babies. We are, wait, what? Shut up, fool! Yo, here's a news flash. Again, I'll say it again. There's no such thing. None. Zero. Zip. Zilch. None. As a trans baby. No such thing. If your baby is trans... You made it trans. You wanted a trans baby. Hey, you might be trapped in the wrong body. Do you ever think about you're trapped in the wrong body? What if you're trapped in the wrong body? I'm telling you, you're probably trapped in the wrong body. You know the surgery, you get trapped in the wrong body. Mommy can get you that surgery. Would you like that surgery? You know there's drugs we could take to stop you from continuing to grow in the wrong body. Would you like that? I'd like to help you out. I can do that. That's what's going on. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. They are taking children, physically taking children, and making them political currency. Well, they're tr- my kids trans. It's it's crazy. It's like a boutique accessory. Remember when Paris Hilton was walking around with dogs and purses? She had a dog and a purse, and the purse dog became a trendy thing. That's a lot of what they're doing when it comes to these children. It's like they're turning them into fashion accessories, and it's so reckless because it's being done with no regard for the kid. No one is actually saying, "Oh, well, how's this going to affect the kid?" Okay, really think about that. You're taking a child when they haven't had a chance to fully develop. You can't get a tattoo at that age. Why can't you get a boob job at the age of five? Oh, because they're not done growing yet. We don't know. Oh, really? But we could stop them from growing? There's a world where we could do that? And of course there's not. That's the issue. You know, but they're doing this with no regard for the effect it has on the kid because they see this as its own new civil rights movement, as Chadwick Moore said on Gutfeld the other night. It's a it's a non-binary Selma march where, you know, we could just all get out there and claim oppression. We can all get out there and say we're so oppressed. Women have to renounce their rights. Remember cultural appropriation? That's not a thing anymore. OK, you can appropriate gender. You can completely co-opt the gender that is not your own. And, and and claim that anybody pushing back against the erasure of woman is some type of a bigot, some type of a homo. Nobody's saying that. When we say we don't want biological men competing in women's sports, we're not saying people who transition can't play sports. We're not saying they don't have a right to exist. We're saying, why don't we have a transgender sports league? Why don't they have their own category to play? And if that's what it is, boys out of category, girls out of category. 
Okay, if you want to convince me you're not a boy, who I, you identify as a girl, I can respect that. So compete against other people in your position. It's not fair that you should carry a biological advantage into a contest against a woman that now puts her at a disadvantage. And anybody who doesn't agree with that is just disavowing biology that we all know to be true. Boys are boys from the beginning. If you were born a boy, you stay a boy. Girls are girls right from the start. If you were born a girl, you stay a girl and grow up to be a lady. Now, do we cancel Mr. Rogers? Do we fire him for telling that obvious biological truth? They're going to want to. There's going to be a point where they go, well, you know, you can't air that stuff, right? You realize what this monster did? Do you know what this monster did? Do you know what Mr. Rogers said? Only girls can be the mummies. Only boys can be the daddies. Yes, sir. I mean, think about that. That's what we're talking about here. That's reality. But you're now being told, oh, who those people who feel that way? There's some type of bigots. They're going to fuel a spike in suicides if we don't get gender affirming care. Who is, where were the stats on that one? Where are the stats? I mean, let's be clear. Trans wasn't a thing five years ago. Didn't exist. We weren't talking about it. Okay. Five, six years ago. So where was this massive wave of suicides from people that were being denied this surgery? Okay. And to be clear, if you can't provide me with that, can, can we at least look at the suicide rate now that we are providing this level of surgery? And show that it has been reduced in any way now that we are provided this type of surgery. The answer would be no. Of course not. It's all a scam. And the reason I harp on this a lot, okay, is because as a parent, I have had the unique opportunity, the humbling, incredible, profound experience of raising a child and watching how they change. From the favorite food, to the favorite song, to the favorite game, to the favorite word, to the favorite joke. Okay, my kid has changed so profoundly. The only constant is like Link is a very fun-loving kid. Just always fun. Always loved pranks and mischief and jokes and giving me a hard time. You know, like back to as, as young as I can remember him when he was like two years old. He used, we used to do this bit where he would bring me an empty lunchbox, but he would tell me, what was in it? You know, well, Daddy, I bet you'd like a hamburger and some fries. And I'd be like, oh, dude, I would love a hamburger fries. Are you kidding me? I would love. And he'd be like, all right, I'll be right back. I'm going to go upstairs, get you the hamburger and fries. And he would leave like you'd hear him laugh all the way up the stairs like this fool has no idea that I'm coming back with no hamburger and fries, you know, and you play it off. So you hear Lincoln running up the stairs laughing to himself. And then you hear him come running down. And he's like, all right, Daddy, I got your hamburger and fries. And I'd be like, oh, my God, I can't wait. I'm so excited for a hamburger and fries. Then I would open the box. And, of course, there's no hamburger. What the f*** is going on? Can you believe it? You know, and he would just die laughing, just laugh and laugh within an inch of his life. And when I was done be like, oh, man, but I'm so hungry. He's like, well, would you like some pizza? I'd be like, oh, I would love some pizza. Pizza would be great, especially now that there's no hamburger and fries. All right, well, I'll go get you some pizza. And it's the same dumb game, and it goes on for days and days. And he's always been that kid, fun, just basic level of fun. He's always had that. 
but his tastes and his preferences have radically evolved. He used to play Fortnite for 10 hours a day. He doesn't play Fortnite. He doesn't care. He outgrew it because you do. You outgrow things. You go through phases. You evolve. You meet new friends. You listen to new songs. You read new books. You become another person. You develop. This idea that we're denying kids the right to develop does not make us, okay, empowering. It does not make us tolerant. It does not make us better or progressive. This is barbaric what we're doing to children. You're telling me you're going to give them hormone blockers so their body can't naturally evolve into what it's going to be? Do we have any long-term studies on how that alone is going to help out a kid? The answer would be no. No, that's barbaric. You're upending the natural biological evolution of a body. Okay, never mind that once you do that, there's now an offset of medication needed to treat them for the rest of their lives. You just took a functioning viable body and complicated it medically for no other reason than political ideology. Listen, again, you could be trans. You could grow up to become trans. You could transition when you were an adult. Go do it. That's fine. There is no world where we should be placating the whims of children before they've fully grown into who they are. But that's what we're doing. And we're portraying anyone who is opposed to it as a barbarian, as a monster, as some type of awful, hate-filled bigot. We'll fire you from your job. Are you threatening me, sir? Yes, they are threatening you if you don't go along with this. If you don't want your daughter competing against a male swimmer, you're somehow the bad guy. Okay, really think about that. If you don't want your son at least experiencing what it means to grow into a young adult man before he opts out of it, they want you to believe you're the bad guy. You know, and that's the part of this that's so crazy is the people doing the most damage are projecting it onto the people who are actually standing off for the kids. I'm telling you, it is absolutely Looney Tunes and it just, it has to end. Critics are calling it the funniest show on the radio. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I almost had it. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who has lost not one. But two of his car keys. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. Been hosting this radio show today, getting ready for two TV hits. And I actually have to go down to the wardrobe department after this and try on new sport coats. This could be a problem. <laughs> They're going to kill me. I'm actually down like five pounds for real, so I'm not in trouble. But usually when I go down the wardrobe, it, it ends bad. Gets They smack you in the face. You have any respect for yourself? You they really they get it. <laughs> it's a rough crowd. I walk in there and you know try on a jet. This is absolutely gross. It's not pretty, uh, but yeah, I got to go to wardrobe and find two key fobs for my Ford Bronco, my white Bronco. They have the you know these little key fobs because you don't use a key to start the car anymore. And uh, you know I've never driven anything even remotely close to fancy or modern. The my, my last car was a yellow Crowd in Victoria. I was driving a taxi for ten years. You know whatever the hell it was. But the point is, this car uh, has a key fob, and I've managed to lose not one but two of them in my travels. I do contend that Jenny lost this one. I do. I believe <laughs> she says it's not the case. Who cares? Doesn't matter. The point is, the vehicle can't be started. 
So we have found a concierge service that the dealer will send to your house with new keys and program the vehicle. And I could potentially be back on the road as soon as tomorrow. Uh, And let's hope that's the case because I got places I got to be. Tonight I will be on Kennedy with Kennedy. And then I will be right here in the building with Sean Hannity in front of a live studio audience. And I bring up this shameless plug as we wrap the show. Because if you haven't seen this on Hannity, uh, at least you'll hear it here. You are all welcome to come to Fox News headquarters if you're listening around the country. You are all invited to come to Fox anytime you want to come and watch an episode of Gutfeld with our lovable comedy dwarf Greg. You can also watch an episode of Hannity uh, with potentially me on set or, you know, Sean will certainly be on set. Yes, they're going to put you through security and make sure you're not a loony. But the point is you're all welcome to come. Like we go on the road and do stand-up shows and obviously we do town halls around the country. It's the thing that makes Fox News work is we have built a community with our audience. We, you, we're the same people. We prioritize the same things. That's the hook of the whole thing. It's like when you went to another TV network, and I've done comedy on all kinds of channels, okay, most of them fancy themselves as TV people, meaning they think they're better than you. Yeah, they might give you a picture, but the the minute that flashbulb goes off, the color goes out of their face, and they're just like... Get the hell away from me. That Back up, you creep. The minute the minute the picture gets taken, you try to ask them another question and they're like, This is not okay. But when it comes to us, the reason we're always in the field doing live events and the Patriot Awards and New Year's Eve on the road and everything is because like you're like kind of like our family. Like that's a thing. Families watch Fox News. That's the hook. We prioritize what you do. So I understand tonight you're probably not going to make it down to the studio. But if you want to come to New York, I can't think of a better reason to come than to watch a Fox News taping. At least you're safe. You know, the rest of the city, I don't know, man. It's not good. (laughs) It's not good. (laughs) The the Statue of Liberty is like, you know, they used to have that sign like, give me your tired, you're poor. She doesn't hold it anymore. She's now holding a 45 because she doesn't feel safe in the harbor. It's a mess. Uh, But wherever the night takes you, you're welcome to watch me on TV. Uh, You're welcome to go hit the bars I'm going to do after TV. But one way or the other, the show is over. Pay up, get out, be a Republican, be a Democrat, be a Libertarian, be an Independent. Just don't be a... Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.